Hi, I'm Chloe Alexander. Welcome to Deadly Series, where I'm going to be talking about the true crimes of serial killers. This episode is about Dennis Nielsen, aka Des, who he was before his crimes and how he had changed afterwards. Now, this is a trigger warning. This podcast does in fact mention acts of violence and murder, so if you're not up for hearing about it, just skip ahead. Now, let's begin. Before the murders, before Nielsen was this big monstrosity, he had many jobs. When Nielsen was young, he stayed with his mother and his granddad. His granddad sadly had passed away, and at such a young age, Nielsen had seen his granddad's corpse. Nielsen was really close to his granddad, so this loss made him feel really alone in the world. Growing up, he'd went to the army, serving as a cook and butcher, This is where he'd learned how to use kitchen knives correctly. He was only 16 when he'd joined. After leaving the army, he decided to train as a police officer. This is when he had grown a fascination with dead bodies and would regularly visit the morgue. As much as this job helped him fulfil his disgust in nature, he'd resigned and became a recruitment interviewer. He had moved into a garden apartment with a man called David Gallaghan, and Nielsen's life began to spiral out of control from then on. When Gallaghan moved out, leaving Nielsen himself again, Nielsen turned to alcohol, his ultimate low leading to his first murder. Victims. Nielsen's first unfortunate victim was a boy called Stephen Holmes. This boy was only 14 years old. On December 30th, 1978, Melrose Avenue, London, Nielsen had invited the boy to stay the night. The boy had awoken with a tie wrapped around his neck. He fought Nelson off, but was soon unconscious. He was then drowned, too weak to fight. Nielsen's next victim was a man called Kenneth Ockenden. On December 3rd, 1979, was the day Ockenden was sadly murdered. This murder was a very big problem with the police as Auckenden's disappearance was a big public news story. They had to keep it quiet and not tell any reporters or media. Auckenden was invited back to Nielsen's flat after a day of touring and sightseeing. He was then murdered by Nielsen, who killed him by strangulation with an electrical cord, Nielsen stealing another man's life. Martin Duffy, a 16-year-old boy, was the next chosen victim. In May, 1980, Melrose Avenue, this young boy was homeless and accepted an invitation from Nielsen, so he had somewhere to sleep. After a few beers, Duffy went to bed, not knowing his fate. Nielsen sat on top of Duffy, trapping his hands underneath him and strangling him. Duffy had survived strangulation but couldn't fight Nielsen off. Nielsen then took him to the kitchen where he was drowned in a sink. Another of Nielsen's victims was William Sutherland, a.k.a. Billy. He was a 27-year-old man that slept with other men for money. He'd followed Nielsen home after bar hopping. Nielsen barely recalls strangling him and finding his body the next morning. Douglas Stewart, another one of many of Nielsen's victims, but he had survived. 
Douglas said that Nielsen had his feet tied together and had him sitting in an armchair. A tie wrapped round his neck. He had successfully fought off Nielsen and reported the incident to the police after Nielsen kicked him out. Despite telling the truth, nothing was done. These are only a few names of many people who lost their lives by his hands. Nielsen had killed many more men, but they sadly couldn't be identified because of the way they were disposed of. Disposal. Nielsen had kept bodies for months on end before actually disposing of them. Once he was finished with them, he would have a bonfire out in his garden and burn them. After the fire, he would make sure the bones were broken down to ash, leaving nothing behind. Nielsen then found it harder to dispose of bodies after he moved to a flat with no garden. He would do such gruesome things in order to rid his flat from dead bodies, flies and the disgusting smells. This led to him being caught after attempting to dispose of a body. Nielsen was caught after the neighbour had reported a blocked drain. The drain had been blocked by the flesh of Nielsen's victims as an attempt of disposing of the bodies. After the police were informed, Nielsen handed himself in and owned up to his crimes. He had helped the police with the investigation, but stopped because he wasn't being portrayed the way he wanted to in the media. After identifying enough of the victims, they'd held a trial. The trial. Nielsen's trial was held on the 24th of October, 1983. He was accused of six accounts and two attempts of murder. Although Nielsen had owned up to his crimes, he'd pleaded not guilty to all charges. The jury had retired on November 3rd, 1983, and were unable to reach an anonymous verdict. Then, at 4.35pm, they delivered a verdict of guilty on all accounts of murder. The ending. You could say this ending was happy, as Nielsen was locked away and had passed away in a hospital at the age of 72. This was the ending of a monster and saw justice for Nielsen's victims and those affected by his crimes. I honestly never knew someone could be so evil as this man, and I feel a lot of sympathy towards the victims and their families. These men were young and vulnerable, some only being the age of 14, all of which still had the life ahead of them. I'm glad their family finally have justice they deserve. I would like to thank you all for tuning in to this episode. I hope you found it just as intriguing as I did. Make sure you follow Rockpool Podcasts and you can find me on Twitter at clo 3 underscore A. I'll see you all soon. Thank you. Bye.